Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and your business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Ladies, I trust that you have been having a fantastic Labor Day weekend. A happy Labor Day to everyone as we celebrate uh, workers in our country, the U.S. of A., And again, uh, I am excited because, you know, labor can mean so many things. But at the end of the day, whatever you want to be successful in, it's important that you understand that it doesn't come free, right? You're going to have to give up some time. You're going to have to uh, sacrifice some activities. You're going to have to work for what it is that you want. You know, I see a lot of different spins on how people talk about labor and working and making things happen in your business. And sometimes they can make it sound like, you know, oh, you can start this business or you can do this and it can be as easy as pie. And, you know, we have a lot of different books that come out about, you know, the lazy entrepreneur and all of those different things. However, it has been my experience over this last 20 plus years that you definitely indeed have to work for anything that you want to be successful in in life. So as we celebrate Labor Day, let's not only celebrate Labor Day for the nine to fivers, but let's celebrate the beauty of labor that we have been given the gift of being able to work for what it is that we want in life and business. So I am very excited about our September theme, and a big, big thank you to my virtual assistant, Relisha, who does a lot to help women about biz. Um, And she came up with the theme for this month. And so, again, I want to give kudos to Relisha. Our theme for this month is rebranding your business. Very, very excited to talk about this as we delve and research into ways to help your business grow, right? And so rebranding your business is all of this month uh, of September. And again, I'm so very, very excited about that because um, we're at a little bit over halfway point in this year, 2022. And the big thing about branding is that branding has to be done in a specific manner. It's important that you have a full understanding of it. And I know that a lot of you who are trying to figure out how to get attention to your business, how to get people looking at it, how to get people following you, not only just by something from you one time, but how to have recurring customers and clients. How are we going to actually do that? And I know that is very, very important for a lot of you, but it should be very important for everyone, right? So what I want to do this month 
is that we want to just talk to you about rebranding. We want to make sure that you understand what branding is, what it is not, what your responsibility is as the owner of your business, right? And so, again, today we're going to discuss overall rebranding, what it actually means, how to how it can help you to fulfill your business goals. And then on week two of September, we're going to talk about conducting your market research, right? That's a big issue with a lot of people who don't necessarily understand what market research is and why it's so important. And then week three, we're going to talk about all things social media, learn the correct way to use social media to create brand awareness. And then in week four, we're going to talk about developing your personal brand. And of course, in this episode, I'll be sharing uh, a lot of information on how you can ensure that your personal brand is in alignment with you, with your business, your message, your mission, your values, the things that you want your business to stand for. It's all about building that culture. And so we're going to be talking about that in just a little bit, rebranding your business. Really, really love the topic. And um, I just, again, want to thank Relisha because it, it just helps. You know, guys, I talk about all the time, you can't do everything by yourself. And she just really took took the ball for the month of September and really came up with a really good topic. I have been reading about it all weekend, just, you know, wanting to make sure that we give you guys some really meaty information about rebranding your business. So stay tuned. So this month at womenaboutbiz.net, we're definitely going to be writing a few articles on rebranding. We're going to be providing some resources and information, and we'll be talking about it live in our Women About Biz Crown community as well. So very, very excited about that. Now, remember, if you have not received an invitation for the Crown community, um, if you have already signed up as a free member of Women About Biz, then you can go ahead and directly go to community.womenaboutbiz.net, okay, community.womenaboutbiz.net. And that will take you right into the Crown Community's landing page where you can request access. So again, if you have already signed up on the womenaboutbiz.net website as a free member, then all you need to do is just go on over to community.womenaboutbiz.net. And that will take you to the landing page where you can request access, okay? Um, Again, I am just so excited about this topic, rebranding, and why it's so important. And many of you may have noticed that we have rebranded at Women About Biz. Um, We have changed our logo to represent really what it is that we want to stand for. And our goal at Women About Biz is to really help you become queen of your empire. And so that is our whole tagline. It's about the fact that as as a business owner, as a woman, as a uh, a leader in your own right, you need to know and understand that you were meant to be a queen, the leader of your own empire. And your empire stands for the co- compilation of assets that you pull together to help you generate an income, to help you build your legacy, which is so very important. And so we refer to you as queen because you are, 
right? When you were born, God pre-installed you with the ability to be successful. And so we want to help pull that successful queen out of you. We want you to become that queen of your empire. We want you to gain assets in your empire that will help to generate income, not only for yourself, but to bless the lives of others and to build that legacy within your own family. And so we're going to constantly be reinforcing that. So Queen, buckle up because we've got a great show for you on this Labor Day. And again, I am so thankful to all of you who are tuning in because I know many of you are probably, you know, preparing to buy barbecue or already have already started barbecuing or what have you. So a big thank you to all of you um, for listening to the show today. And don't forget, we've had some really fantastic um, shows in August, you know, and I want to remind you what those particular shows were all about for August because a lot of you, you know, email me and ask, hey, where can I listen to the previous shows? So I want to make sure I go over the thing that we had for August and those shows and where you can listen to those shows at. So first of all, our August theme was getting things done, right? You know, here we were as we are heading towards the end of the year. I want you guys to all understand that just because we only have a few months left within the year, it doesn't mean that you can't in this year in a bang, in a big way as a businesswoman, right? And so August was all about getting things done. We started off with week one with talking about getting things done. What did that exactly, what did that mean? In week two, we talked about managing your time like a boss. In week three, we talked about resources to help you get things done. In week four, we talked about cash flowing your way to success, understanding what the cash flow analysis is and what it's not, and how to get started with creating your very own cash flow, right? And then in week five, we talked about delegating like a queen, you know, delegation and follow-up strategies to help you streamline your business workflow. You can listen to all five of those episodes by visiting us at womenaboutbiz.net and clicking on podcast and listening to our previous episodes. You can also listen to the episodes right in our uh, Crown community at Women About Biz. So again, uh, very, very excited. That particular, all of those episodes and getting things done, a lot of business women have given us some great feedback and said that they loved the topic. And I think you guys are going to love the topic for um, September as well. Again, and rebranding your business is something that we all definitely need to hear. Other other things in the lineup today, we have our five new questions of leadership. I'm going to truly give you an excerpt from the book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Of course, we've been um, browsing and going over this book in, in August. We'll continue on um, a little bit this month as well. Today, I'm going to be reading the excerpt, How to Become Successful in Buying and Selling. Again, How to Become Successful in Buying and Selling. And then we'll finish out the show today with our hot topic, Rebranding Your Business. Ladies, this is such a good time for you to pick up the phone and, you know, just dial one person that you think needs to listen to the show, okay? One, it helps not only us, but it helps to bless the lives of other people who are seeking and looking for positive environments where they can 
be fed good information that's going to help them have those aha moments about how to improve their business, how to grow their business. So I want you to get into the blessing business with me. That's the true way to become the queen of your empires because when people see you as the go-to person, when people see that you are willing to help and you are willing to share, people draw to you more and they remember who you are and they remember your business, not because of you are the business, but because of your willingness to share and your willingness to bless their lives. So go ahead, share today's show with at least one person. You can either text one businesswoman or someone that says that they want to be in business. You can text that person and say, hey, jump on the Successful Woman radio show. If you have a pen in hand, the show phone number is 347-637-2589. Again, 347 347- Six three seven two five eight nine. I definitely want to encourage you um, to, you know, pull on another person, tag team, pull on one other person to listen to the show today. We have room on our main call board. So again, um, you know, this would bless the lives of someone else as well. Our topic, again, is rebranding your business for all this month, and we're going to be uh, definitely letting you know how to rebrand your business, and we're going to be bringing you some good resources all of this month. So, again, I definitely want you um, to mark your calendar for every single Monday at 12 noon Eastern time as we bring you ways that you will be able to rebrand your business. I'm going to just share with you right now, I want to share with you some of our, uh, again, some of the topics that we have for this month. Again, week one today, we'll be rebranding your business uh, next Monday, conducting your market research. Week three, all things social. And then week four, developing your personal brand. So again, wow, we've just got some really good topics that we will be talking with you on. And so stay tuned as we do articles, as we do Facebook Lives, as we do lives in our own community. And we're going to be talking all this month about rebranding and what does it mean for you. At this time, I'm going to go ahead and move right into Five new questions of leadership. Now, as many of you know, these are questions that we say out loud every single Monday on the show. Every year, as a matter of fact, I choose a whole new set of five questions that you can answer um, that are going to help you to hone in on your leadership skills and be that CEO that you need to be for your business. And so these questions, when you give the answer to these questions, sometimes it's going to require you to take some form of action, right? And so I want you to remember that. So let's go ahead and get started with Question number one and the five new questions of leadership. Number one, what's your functionality today? Now, ladies, I have to be transparent with you, girl. I have been in, I don't know, just an odd mode on this last 30 days, right? I've, I've been having to do a lot to prepare my mind for greatness. I've been noticing a spirit of procrastination, and I am eliminating it as it comes upon me. Um, but sometimes just certain things in your life just happen, and it impacts other parts of it, right, where it makes you not want to do very much or you don't want to, um, you don't want to take action. Um, and sometimes also 
right? Sometimes also, like if you've just come off a vacation, so like, you know, my husband and I were in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. And so again, you know, it just causes you to really want to just procrastinate and just relax and not do very much. But this is the very time that you get a chance to test your personal power by overcoming that procrastination. And that's what has happened for me. And so when you are asked the question, what's your functionality, it's really for you to determine, do you want to be in a mode of procrastination or do you want to be an action taker? And if you say you want to be an action taker, then what do you need to be taking action on today, girl? What do you need to be doing for your business, right? So very, very important. Here's number two. Are you on target with your sales and profit goals this week or month? Now, I will be the first to admit that when you take your eyes off of your sales goals, you tend not to push yourself as hard to make the sales, right? Um, you kind of will slide by the wayside when, when you don't have your eyes on the sales and the profit goals. Now, one way that this happens is when you get yourself out of the CEO role and you start becoming more of the laborer than you are the CEO when you are the planner in your business. And it's, it's interesting, no matter how much I share this, I think a lot of you have a difficulty in understanding the three most important roles that have to be played in a business, right? Hands down, I don't care how small, I don't care how big, these three things have to be common, right? These three things have to be common within you in order for you to make some things happen in your life. And so I want to give you these three roles again as a businesswoman. The three most important roles that have to be played in your business are, number one, there has to be a laborer, a technician. There has to be someone that's doing that busy work, that's making that product, that's servicing um, the client or the customer, providing that end service. There has to be someone doing that. And then there's the manager role. The manager role, of course, is ensuring that the vision, the directives that the CEO has handed down is going to be carried out throughout the organization or throughout the company. And the management role is, is uh, responsible for making sure that the um, daily workflow of the business is being carried out, whether that is the e-newsletters, the social media, uh, the branding, the website is updated and maintained. All of those things are very, very important. And then there is the entrepreneur visionary role. That is the CEO, right? That role is responsible for giving the vision to the company, helping the company to carry out its mission and paying very close attention to the sales and the profit goals of the company, right? And the thing about it is, is that when you are a solopreneur or when you are a micro or a small business, meaning you don't have a huge staff supporting you full time, it can really get very confusing, okay? I'll be the first to admit also that as women, we are very good at making things happen. We are very good at compensating, right? We're very good at, um, for example, 
you know, if we don't have someone to help us with something, we're very good at figuring out how to do it and making it happen anyway. For that, I give us kudos. For that, as women, I say, yes, bravo. But we have to put it in perspective, right? Because what you have to remember is that in business, when there are certain habits that we develop, we we will cause those habits to repeat enough to form automations within us. And so, therefore, we have a tendency to just fall back into a particular habit without thinking about it. And when that happens in business, sometimes it may be the wrong habit, and then that habit begins to work against us. So this is why we have to be very careful about multitasking. This is why we have to be very careful about having that attitude of, I can do everything, and if nobody is going to help me, I will do everything, and and nobody can do it like I can do it. And you know, then you begin to develop a distrust in other people being able to handle your business. I I often liken it to having a baby. You know, when you have a baby, it's yours. The baby came from you, or if you adopted the baby, or uh, if you're a foster parent, it doesn't matter. You begin to take possession of what that is. In this case, it's your business. And your business is likened sometimes like for a woman uh, as a baby, and you don't want to let anybody else hold the baby. You don't want to let anybody help you with the baby. Um, And so as a result, you're stunning the growth of of the baby. And that happens a lot with women in business. We develop a relationship that's not always as healthy as it should be, right? And so you need to understand that being in that CEO role is very, very important. And there is no one-size-fit-all when it comes to those three roles that I just shared, Um, laborer, technician, manager, entrepreneur, visionary. There is no one-size-fit-all. Sometimes when you are the only one, you will have to determine the percentages of uh, of your participation in those roles by what is needed most in your business. And then you will have to learn how to let go and let others help you, you know, whether it's a virtual assistant, whether it's your uh, your teenage son or daughter, you're going to have to learn how to help other, let other people help you in various tasks in the life of your business, okay? So when you ask yourself, are you on target with your sales and your profit goals, a lot of the time, It's very difficult if you've been the laborer in your business to even have focused on sales and profit goals. See, and this is what I'm trying to get you to understand. You've got to be able to focus on your sales and your profit goals. You've got to be able to focus, hon, because when you are not willing to be the CEO at least 30, 40% of the time, plan out your your time for that, then what happens is that things go by the wayside. Things fall through the cracks that you should have been, you know, paying attention to as the CEO. And oftentimes, it's only when we're not making money sometimes in the micro small business industry that we'll then go start trying to be in the CEO role. But I'm here to tell you, the one word that I want you to write down with the capital C is consistency. Because where there is no consistency in a business, I can guarantee you there is problems. 
And so you have to be consistent. You can't be the CEO for two days and then go back into the labor role. You can't, you can't do that. You've got to plan it out better than that. Here's number three in the five new questions of leadership. What offers do you need to create to reach your sales and profit goals, okay? Um, there, there is a successful blueprint that most businesses are using that's really great. They call it a funnel. Um, they call it a pipeline. They call it different things, right? But it, it has been proven through the test of time that it is this flow of things that tend to help a person um, develop and generate leads and close sales. In this 21st century, a lot of it is automated and done online. So you need to be thinking about what is it that I can offer for free that's relevant to what I do that is a value that will help another person to want my services more, that will allow them to become part of my tribe by opting in for it, therefore allowing me to not only reach out to them one time, but multiple times throughout the year or years in um, sharing with them how I might be able to help them in whatever it is that you're providing, right? And so you have to figure that out. What offers do you need to create to reach them? Now, you can have one or two different valuable free offers per year, or you can do one per quarter, you know. Um, If you are a service business, then, of course, you want to provide some type of uh, free opt-in of a report or something that's going to help them. Uh, if you are a product business, can you provide a sample of that product, right? Maybe not the full sample if it's um, a product that comes with multiple products, um, but is there any way to provide a sample? Or can you provide a deep discount on their first purchase? So you've got to decide what your offer is going to be. Here's number four. Is your marketing strategy in place? Now, I know I have used these terms several times throughout the year, but ladies, come on. You have really got to get your marketing together. Don't go through to 2023 without a marketing strategy. Now, there are four core areas that I want you to pay attention to. There's more, but these four core areas need to be included. They are social media. They are advertisement, not offline, but advertising online. How are you going to advertise, right? Email sequences. Um, This is a part of your funnel and your workflow system. How will you stay connected and how will you take your lead or your tribe member, how will you take that individual through a process of emails uh, or a sequence of emails that will do help them to make a decision to retain your services or buy your products? And then lastly, videos. Now, I, I don't have a problem with talking or doing a video, but I am not consistent with it. This is something that I have got to snap my behind on, and I've got to improve. And so, therefore, I share that with you as well. We have got to learn to incorporate videos in our company, and it has to be on a consistent level. But the only way I really feel that we can be consistent with videos is that we are going to have to understand the 
what what can I say? We're going to have to understand how not to overwhelm myself by doing monthly things, right? And I've said this before. If you do a monthly thing, then you will be able to extract from that theme uh, your articles. And from those articles, um, you will be able to extract different things that you can say in your videos. Your videos only need to be three to five minutes long. Right? And if you're doing some type of free webinar, then it only needs to be 20 to 30 minutes. It doesn't need to really be that long. So, again, videos definitely have to be incorporated. But it's not that you're having to come up with um, something brand new every single time. What you need to do is follow the success mode, follow the blueprint. And the blueprint is for every month, there needs to be a theme topic as it pertains to your product or service, okay? From that theme topic, you can develop articles or you can develop uh, blogs, which is, you know, short snippet videos. You can develop um, videos for your YouTube channel. You can create social media posts and memes that are all relevant based on quotes and phrases that have been said in the articles. So, again, keep in mind, you're only – having to come up with that one theme, then what you're doing with that theme is creating your core articles and then you're repurposing the content throughout the rest of your marketing uh, methods, okay? That's very, very important. And last but not least, in the five new questions of leadership, is on a scale of one to ten, what's your belief level? I think that belief continues to be the number one thing that is going to make or break your business, your belief in your business, right? Because your belief, when you believe at such a high level, honey, it is going to take you in areas you never thought possible. It is going to help you to tap into your personal power in a way that you never even knew was there, right? So remember, your belief level is tied directly into your actions. And if you're taking action, you should see your goals being accomplished, your to-do items marked complete. You should have a marketing strategy in place, right? You should be playing the role of CEO at least 30 to 40% of the time, right? And so this is very, very important. And I want you to truly understand, truly understand that your belief system is a direct impact on your success, okay? And you have to understand that and get your aha moment sooner than later because you can't keep not having success in certain areas of your business or your life. But you need to understand that it is the belief of yourself. It is the belief that you know what you know that's going to get you to that next level. And I call that unshakable faith, a level of belief so deeply rooted within you that it compels you to take swift and immediate action. And the only way that you're going to build that that skill, that muscle, that belief muscle, is by taking action anyway, even when you have fear, even when you have self-doubt, even when you have procrastination coming upon you, is to make a pact with yourself to take the action anyway. 
Okay, that's how it's going to get done. Because as women, we don't have a problem coming up with a checklist, but it's are you implementing and are you implementing quickly what's on the checklist? Remember, success loves speed. It surely doesn't love slowness. It shouldn't take you a month to do certain things. Some of you, it's taking you 90 to 120 days to do something that normally should only take a day. Okay, but what happens is that when you procrastinate, when there's a lack of belief, it just causes you to slow down. It causes you to go 20 miles an hour in a 60-mile-an-hour zone. And so you have to be aware of who you are. You have to know how you function. This is why I want you to pick up a copy of The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy, because if you don't understand you, how the inner workings of you are, then you can't make changes. You can't improve. You can't get a grip on your subconscious and your conscious mind, right? So I want to read to you an excerpt from the book. And I'm going to change glasses. By the way, as I'm getting older, I went to the eye doctor, and I told him I thought I was going nuts because I'm having to use reading glasses when I look at my computer, and I'm having to use my regular glasses to read. And he said, no, that's, a, that's something that happens um, as you get older, and as we are utilizing the computer throughout our day, it does indeed change our eyesight as well. Keep that in mind. So if you're having a problem with that, keep that in mind that you may need to get some reading glasses just for the computer with um, Blu-ray protection, okay? So here is the excerpt from the book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And I really like what the author, Joseph Murphy, says about this. He says, in buying and selling, remember that your conscious mind is the starter and your subconscious mind is the motor, okay? You must start the motor to enable it to perform its work. Your conscious mind is the dynamo that awakens the power of your subconscious mind, as a side note, ladies, your conscious mind is where you develop your desires when you see something that you want to do. It helps you to have your aha moments and come up with ideas that, that go within your, your psyche, your subconscious mind, okay? So the author says the first step in conveying your clarified desire, idea, or image to the deeper mind is to relax, immobilize, the attention, get still, and be quiet. He says, this quiet, relaxed, and peaceful attitude of mind prevents extra, um, extraneous matter and false ideas from interfering with your mental absorption of your idea. Furthermore, in the quiet, passive, and receptive attitude of mind, effort is reduced to a minimum. The second step is to begin to imagine the reality of that which you desire. For example, you may wish to buy a home, and in your relaxed state of mind, you affirm as follows, the infinite intelligence of my subconscious mind is all wise. It reveals to me now the ideal home, which is central, ideal, is in a lovely environment, meets with all my requirements, and is commensurate with my income. I am now turning this request over to my subconscious mind, and I know it responds according to the nature of my request. I release this request with absolute faith 
and confidence in the same way that a farmer deposits a seed in the ground, trusting implicitly in the laws of growth. The answer to your prayer may come through an advertisement in the paper, through a friend, or you may be guided directly to a particular home, which is exactly what you are seeking. There are many ways by which your prayer may be answered. The principal knowledge in which you may place your confidence is that the answer always comes provided you trust the working of your deeper mind. You may also wish to sell a home, land, or any kind of property. In private consultation with real estate brokers, I have told them of the way I sold my home in Orlando Avenue in Los Angeles. Many of them have applied the same technique I used with remarkable remarkable and speedy results. I placed a sign which read, for sale by owner, in the garden in front of my home. The day after I said to myself as I was going to sleep, supposing you sold your house, what would you do? I answered my own question, and I said I would take the sign down and throw it into the garage. In my imagination, I took hold of the sign, pulled it up from the ground, placed it placed it on my shoulder, went to the garage, threw it on the floor and said, joking to the sign, I don't need you anymore. I felt the inner satisfaction of it all, realizing it was finished. The next day, a man gave me a deposit of $1,000 and said to me, take your sign down. We will go into escrow now. Immediately, I pulled the sign up and took it to the garage. The outer action conformed to the inner. There is nothing new about this, as within, so without, meaning according to the image impressed on your subconscious mind, so it is on the objective screen of your life. The outside mirrors the inside. External action follows internal action. Here is another very popular method used in selling homes, land, or any kind of property. Affirm slowly, quietly, and feelingly as follows. Infinite intelligence attracts to me the buyer for this home who wants it and who prospers in it. This buyer is being sent to me by the creative intelligence of my subconscious mind, which makes no mistake. This buyer may look at many other homes, but mine is the only one he wants and will buy because he is guided by the infinite intelligence within him. I know the buyer is right. The time is right, and the price is right. Everything about it is right. Now, for those of you who are in business for yourselves, I want you to replace home with business, right? That's what I want you to do. I want you to say to yourself, this client or customer may be looking at many other products or services similar, but mine is the only one he or she wants and will buy because he or she is guided by the infinite intelligence within them. I know the client or customer is right. The time is right. And the price that I have set is right. Everything about it is right. The deeper currents of my subconscious mind are now in operation, bringing both of us together in divine order. I know that it is so. The author says, remember always that what you are seeking is also seeking you. Wow. I want you guys to think about that. What you are seeking is also seeking you. If you are, have a, a, a poverty mindset, 
and self-doubt, then it's going to reflect internally and bring to you the wrong doggone thing, right? If you have disbelief in what you want out of life, if you believe that you don't deserve it or you're not deserving of it or worthy of it, or if you feel that it happens for everybody else but not for you, then what you are putting in your conscious mind externally is going to happen internally. You are going to continually see all those around you succeed and you not succeeding. You see what I'm saying? If you develop a spirit of jealousy of what others have, covetedness of what others have, and and think that you're going to have the same thing, think again because the opposite is going to happen. The jealousy breeds scarcity, and scarcity breeds poverty, and it, then it, it just kind of flows, and what is happening external then becomes your internal. So you have to be very, very careful about how you think, about what you say, about the words you use, because they all influence the subconscious mind. And that is what the author is trying to get you to see. He's saying that you need to you need to have that time that you get in your quiet space. Now, I call that preparing your mind for greatness. And I believe that every single morning you should be the first human being to tap into your own personal power and prepare your mind for greatness. Prayer, meditation, gratefulness, and go right into custom affirmations that you have created for yourself relevant to what it is you're trying to manifest or that you want. I don't want to say the word trying. Whatever you are wanting to manifest, okay? This is very, very important, and I want you to understand that. This is why in order for you to have a high level of belief in yourself, you have to have a high level of action. You have to make a pact with yourself. And you know a pact is stronger than a promise. It's in spite of yourself, in spite of how you're feeling, in spite of what you want to do, you're going to do what's best for you, and you're going to take action anyway beyond the fear, beyond the self-doubt, because that turns around and contributes to your level of belief, and it helps you to build that unshakable faith, that level of belief so deeply rooted inside of you that it compels you to take swift and immediate action. And when you're doing that, oh, sister, you're going to get results. You're going to become the queen of your empire. You're going to be adding assets to your empire. You're going to be adding, you know, businesses. You're going to be adding investments. You're going to be adding nonprofits. You're going to be adding passive income. You're going to be adding new clients and new customers. You're going to be adding all of these things because your belief level has gotten so high and you understand the the relationship between your conscious and your subconscious mind so much so that you have now become a powerful, powerful queen. You now have reached a pinnacle level of understanding of how to manifest things in your life in a rapid manner. I'm trying to tell you, it works. It works all the time, every 
time. It is 1243 after the hour, and you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. Hey, guys, as an announcement, I want you to get ready to start planning your strategy for 2023. It's that time of year to start planning, okay? And remember, when you are proactive, doing things ahead of time, getting a head start, it allows you to also get better structured and have more time to consider the goals you would like to accomplish, okay? So again, um, your pre-strategy phase, okay? There is a pre-strategy phase, meaning getting things ready to build your strategy. You need to compile your checking account statement since January, for example. You need to generate a report on your click-through ratio from your email marketing campaigns, right? Um, You need to determine the leading products and services and whether or not something needs to be eliminated. You need to identify which products and services, again, didn't sell, and uh, and then you need to look at what marketing campaigns didn't work and which ones did, okay? It's sifting out those things that are not working so that you can add new things that you want to test out and look at, right? You want to look at how many new contacts opted into your free offers. Did your free offer attract people? Uh, was the title attractive enough to make people want to opt in, right? These are things that you have to look at. What is your average sales monthly, okay? What is your average sales monthly? You need to know that. And what improvements are needed in the business, right? You want to look at it from a sales position, a marketing position, a branding position. You know, what what is it overall that needs to be eliminated, right? So these are just some of the pre-strategy questions and things that you need to ask yourself and get prepared to develop your strategy for 2023. So don't forget, now is the time, and I recommend that you set aside at least one to two hours for the next 30 days and just compiling the information and putting it all together, and then you need to give yourself at least a full 30 days to develop the strategy. Out of developing the strategy outline, what's going to happen is that it is going to give you a list of things that have to be implemented. So you may have to pull in a graphic designer. You may have to pull in a web designer. You may have to pull in a copywriter, somebody to help you with the copy, somebody to help you better brand your business. You may have to pull in all of those things. So, you know, now is the time, okay? And remember, when you have the spirit of proactiveness, then it reflects on the inside as well. I want to go right into our hot topic right? Our hot topic, rebranding your business. What does it mean? Um, What are some of the things that you need to be thinking about as you even ask yourself the question, do I need to rebrand my business? So I want you guys to be taking a look at that, okay? So let's first of all look at what branding means in marketing, okay? I want to give you a good definition of what branding means in marketing, not just blank of branding. Because you can look up branding online and it, you know, there's hundreds of different definitions. So for the purpose of rebranding your business, I want to make sure that the definition is relevant to that, okay? So branding is the process of creating your business identity. It's all about the culture of your company and how your target clients or customers perceive you. 
Okay, so at the core is knowing your your target market and how you want them to perceive your message and what your business is about overall. The, the thing that you need to understand is that one of the things that gets loyal followers to your business is in developing a brand, okay, uh, in developing trust. Okay, and the core areas of your brand should include, and you guys write this down, the core areas of your brand should include your company colors, right? You may even want to work with a branding marketing specialist to look at, you know, what do different colors mean? What what emotions do they actually invoke, right? What would be good colors? That's why in the financial industry you see them using shades of green, shades of blue, soothing colors, um, some businesses use shades of red because it's like an emergency. I want you to take action now, right? Um, so, again, you want to really give consideration to the colors. So sometimes it's not just about, oh, I like this color, okay? Um, it's, it's about what have people been responding to in the past? What, what emotions do colors evoke, okay? Your company's logo, okay? Uh, I I've been listening to a lot of marketing experts talk about logos lately, and they've been saying that a lot of people are getting out of symbol-type logos, graphic images, and really looking at word logos, but the way the words are, are and the fonts are used in the word and the colors of the font in the word. So uh, they're saying that it's more recognizable sometimes than an, an image. So you know, you may want to, re, you know, look that up and look up, you know, developing your logo. Look at the advice of a lot of different people. Talk with a marketing consultant, okay? And then there's your tagline, okay? Now, right now, if I said to you, what company uses the tagline, it's the real thing, who would you say? Okay, most people are going to say Coca-Cola because they have uh, they've been using that tagline for decades now. Right. It's the real thing. As a matter of fact, they took the words. It's the real thing. And they then developed music and a song around. It's the real thing. Um, you know, and so, again, that is their tagline. It's the real thing. No matter how many generic colas that are out there, we're Coca-Cola. We're the first original. It's the real thing. And so, again, that tagline is so popular that people just know it, right? As a matter of fact, some of the songs that Coca-Cola has used in its commercials on television, those songs were in the pop industry, but people hear those songs, they think Coca-Cola instead of the song itself that was popular before Coke used it uh, as a part of their marketing campaign, right? So, again, um, it's important for you to think about how you want your logo. Sometimes you also want to look at if you're planning promotional items, will the logo fit nicely on the promotional items? If the words are too long, how do you even use the words on a cup, a mug, a pen, you know? And so those things have to be thought about. And whether or not you should have a tagline, you have to think about that. You know, if you just say Johnson and Associates, nobody knows what you do. So that particular company name will definitely have to have a tagline relevant to what it does so that people know, right? 
Visual design is also a very core area. Visual design, meaning colors, font sizes, styles, symbols, okay, visual design. And then your company mission. What is, what is your business all about? What is, as a result of you starting this business or having it, what experience are you wanting your clients or customers to have? That should be in the company mission, right? And then there's your website. Your website, to me, your website is your online headquarters, right? And your online headquarters means everything. It means that when someone visits your site, it's like visiting a brick-and-mortar site. And so you want them to uh, to have a user-friendly experience. Experience on your website, but you also want your website to reflect your company colors. You want to make sure that your tagline is incorporated. You want to make sure that the same fonts and styles that you're using in your presentations, your brochures is being used on your website. All of these things help individuals to have uh, memory recognition. And as you are consistent and you constantly repeat that, it starts building a brand in the mind of others, right? Also, your company's tonality and personality, right? Companies do have tonalities. They do have personalities, right? Um, I remember in the coaching industry, there were a few coaches that really rubbed me the wrong way because their company tonality and personality was one of profanity. They were using very strong profanity for a shock um, response, right? And they would say, use the F word and use all other kinds of words and curse and, and all of that. And as a matter of fact, there were a couple of coaches who say they were Christian coaches but turned back around and used profanity constantly right? And it just rubbed me the wrong way. And it wasn't for me. But then there were some people who really took to their company's tonality or personality. So what I'm trying to say here is this. I'm not trying to talk about right or wrong. I'm trying to talk about the fact that you are going to attract certain people to you, but you better make sure you're attracting the right people to who you are as a person. Your company does and should indeed reflect you. And the types of customers and clients that you are looking for, they should reflect your values, your mission. They should reflect that. Very, very important. Because there's nothing like having a whole bunch of clients that don't reflect who you are, because what that means is that you begin to help them, but you are working against the grain, and it starts making you feel some kind of way. It starts making you um, doubt who you are. It starts making you ashamed uh, of who you are, because you're attracting clients that really are, they, they may want your kind of service, but you're not the type of person that can provide that service to who they are. So you have to be careful all the way around when you're talking about branding and rebranding yourself. Even quotes, phrases, or sayings, really, you really have to start creating your own quotes, phrases, or sayings. I use the quotes of a lot of popular people, but 
if I want people to start using my quotes, I've got to create them, right? I've got to create quotes, phrases, and sayings that I'm going to be able to brand throughout my business, which then helps people to look more at me as well. So again, that's very, very important. And then there's your personal brand, right? Your personal brand of who you are and what you stand for, right? And your personal brand and your business brand should coexist together. They should not clash and they should not conflict with one another. So just as your business brand is, your personal brand should complement your business brand. It, it should have your beliefs, your culture. Why? Because you created the business. Very important for you to understand that. So some things to consider as you build your brand is, number one, consistency, consistency, consistency. Write that down three times because it's very, very important, right? One of the reasons why people don't recognize your business is the lack of consistency. And it might also be the lack of branding because if you are using a different logo every two months, if you are using um, a different shade of pink or a different shade of blue or a different shade of green every single time, or if you are using different fonts for your tagline every time, or you're using different fonts as you're creating different materials, then it doesn't give a person a chance to, to know who you are and to be able to see overall that, oh, no, this is this person's brand. I've seen this before. I know this. If you look at the word Coca-Cola, it is it has been the same font for decades, the same font for decades. So it's important for you to understand that. Look at McDonald's. McDonald's hasn't changed its logo since the conception of the, the burger company itself. Look at Wendy's. Wendy's hasn't changed its logo, its, its font, its logo, and how it is, right? Look at Burger King, same, same thing. Burger King hasn't changed its logo since it started. So you want to take a look at that. You want to, you want to look at how these larger companies are, are branding themselves to the point to where you could see a McDonald's um, symbol and know that it's McDonald's. You could see Burger King without the words Burger King, and you would know that it was Burger King, okay? So you need to be taking a look at how these larger companies are, are branding themselves and be able to break apart the examples before you so that you can have your aha moments and say, okay, I see. I see what's happening here. Go look at some companies, pull up some companies that are doing similar to the same things that you do, but maybe they're further ahead. Look at the ones that are branding and they seem to be very consistent with their colors. They seem to be very consistent with their fonts, their presentations, and, and the whole nine yards. Take a look at that. Get your aha moment. Take a look and, and learn from that and take your notes on things that you need to be doing as well okay, to attract people and help people. So branding is one of those things that helps people to trust who you are. It helps people to want to belong to the culture of your company, and it causes people to be a loyal follower in your tribe. Very, very important because once you have developed all three of those things in the mind of individuals, Guess what? You have people that will not only purchase from you, but they'll actually follow your directions and your requests. 
I need five people to purchase this, or I have 10 of these on sale, 50% discount to the first 10 people. You'll start, you'll start being able to build campaigns and have people respond to that. And then lastly, one of the things that you do when you, when you brand yourself and once your brand is completed, you start testing it out and tweaking it by holding campaigns, contests, and events. So you're going to reinforce your brand recognition by incorporating it in everything that you do. The logos are going to be on promotional items, banners, and flyers. And when speaking in front of public and networking events, you're going to use original phrases and quotes and info that you can trademark or copyright, okay? You're going to work with branding and packaging specialists who can help you to properly brand your physical products. And lastly, you're going to work with copywriters to ensure that your brand is carried throughout your presentations and your opt-in offers. So this is just the beginning of, of our theme for this month on rebranding your business. I'm, I'm um, praying that what I have said, you've been taking notes, and of course, you can always go back and re-listen to the broadcast itself at womenaboutbiz.net. If you have an iPhone, you can go and research um, Successful Women Radio podcast and mark it as your favorite. It'll be right there. And if you have an Android, download the app Stitcher and then look up Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, and mark it as well. Well, that's all I have for right now. You guys have a really fun, fun holiday, Labor Day, and I am looking forward to connecting with you again on next Monday at 12 noon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.